Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woke is Broke podcast. So, the confirmation hearings for Katagi, Katagi, Katanji, Brown, Jackson, I don't really give a shit, of the Judge Jackson, um, are currently underway. And, uh, well, I mean, Republicans have really gone out of their way to emphasize that they are being the bigger men here. Right, that they aren't going to fall to the dirty tricks that the Democrats like to use during all the confirmation hearings for, you know, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, right, that they're not going to do that, that they are the bigger people. And I don't know about you, but I really haven't been looking at these confirmations and feeling good about them. I really haven't been feeling like, all right, we're the bigger men. I should feel good. About I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about the way that they're conducting themselves. You know, because being a bigger man in this situation right now, it isn't about not being confrontational, right? It, it isn't about being polite. No, no, no. Judge Jackson here, she is a far leftist radical, a far leftist radical. And that demands that people who are interested in standing in the truth be confrontational. Peaceably, yes. Nonviolently, absolutely. Politely, Ideally, but that should not be a requirement, right? The reason why what the Democrats did during the confirmation hearings for Brett Kavanaugh for Justice Amy Coney Barrett, right? The reason why those are so disgraceful is because they were pulling up ridiculous, trumped up allegations that were just meant to be character assassinations that had no basis in fact, no basis in reality whatsoever. That's why they were disgraceful. Not because they were being confrontational. Not because they were maybe trying to push their buttons. Not because they were trying to elicit answers. It's because the questions that they wanted answers for were, were bullshit questions. All right? Again, that were just meant to defame and, and assassinate the character of these people. All right? But Republicans should be able to confront Judge Jackson on things that are factual, on her record, on her stances, on her beliefs that are absolutely relevant to her job. Right. And saying, well, we're not going to fall to, you know, you know, Ted Cruz going out there saying you're not going to have to go through what Brett Kavanaugh had to go through. Why not? Why not? I, again, I'm not advocating for making up allegations. I am not advocating for lying. I am not advocating for asking questions that aren't relevant to the job at hand. What I am saying is that it does not make you a better person to not confront people who are radicals. And she is absolutely radical. How do I know that? How do I know that? It's by how she answered very simple, very simple questions. How she was more than willing to admit all the things that she didn't know. Questions like, when does, uh, when does life begin? When, uh, when does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Do you have I, a I belief? I have um, personal, religious, and otherwise beliefs that have nothing to do with the law in terms of when life begins. Do you, do you have a personal belief, though, about when life begins? I have a religious view. Religious belief? That I set aside when I am ruling on cases. Okay. When, 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 does, uh, when does equal protection of the laws attach? To a, to a human being. Well, Senator, um, I believe that the Supreme Court. Um, actually, I, I actually don't know the answer to that question. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay. Questions like, "What is a woman?" 
Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- now, we have been told that this is a historic moment in America right now. Why? Because Katanji Brown Jackson, whatever, Judge Jackson, right, is the first black woman to be brought into the court system as a diversity hire. Oh, I'm sorry. She's the first black woman to be brought to the Supreme Court as a diversity hire. And that is a that is a, a big deal, apparently, right? She can't answer what a woman is. So how do we know she's a woman? Right? If she's not a woman, then she's just black, right? And that's not historic, right? Because Thomas, uh, Thomas Clarence, right? He's black and he's a Supreme Court justice, so that's nothing new there. What about uh, Justice uh, Sonia Mayor, right? She's a woman of color, right? Is, is that historic? So I, 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 I don't know. If she can't answer what a woman is, why should we believe that she is a woman in the first place? I'm just following the train of logic here. And by train of logic, I mean incoherent ramblings of a lunatic mind. But the, uh, the thing is, is that she does know the answers to these questions. She does know the answer to these questions. She's choosing not to say them. Why? Because she is a radical. She is a radical leftist fanatic. All right. She will get up there and say that when Ted Cruz presses her on, on things like critical race theory. Oh, no, I, uh, you know, I, I don't support uh, you know, teaching children that they're oppressors because of the color of their skin. Baloney. Baloney. She is on the record supporting the 1619 Project. She is on the record praising uh, Derek Bell, uh, the, the founder of critical race theory. Right. She knows when life begins. She doesn't care, just like every other leftist doesn't really care when it comes to abortion. Right? She knows what a woman is, but she can't say that because that would upset her base. She's absolutely biased. She's absolutely biased. And don't get me wrong, everybody has their biases, but the one place that you do not want biases that cut against the Constitution of the United States is people sitting on the Supreme Court. You do not want people sitting on the Supreme Court that have biases that, again, go against the Constitution of the United States, that go against individual liberty. All right, that leads to a very ugly place indeed. That's how we got Roe versus Wade in the first freaking place. Because people who didn't give a crap about the principles that founded this country decided that they knew better than the founding fathers, decided that they knew better than the Constitution, decided that they knew better than individual liberties, and that their will should be reign supreme. And it is a scary idea. It is a scary place to be, for sure, when, when a handful of people can just decide for a country of, of 300-something million people how we're going to live our lives, which constitutional laws will be upheld, which will be struck down and abolished completely just because of how they're feeling that day. That is a scary place to be. I don't think the Supreme Court should have that authority. I don't think there was anything written in the documents that laid the foundation of this country that indicated that those people, the Supreme Court, had any authority to just unilaterally rewrite the Constitution as they see fit. And that is why this hearing is important. Now, is it true that the judge that's stepping down that's allowing this Judge Jackson to come and take his place was a leftist as well? Of course. So we're not losing anything per se. We're not gaining anything either. When you, you bear in mind that, you know, a number of the conservative uh, justices on the court right now are pretty old. They're pretty up there, right? Clarence Thomas, he just went into the hospital this past week for, for an illness. And I, I pray for his recovery wholeheartedly. But he's not going to be around forever. Right? And they get a young, new leftist judge in there right now. She's going to be there for a very long time. Probably. Right. So the, so the, there are consequences to not gaining anything on this front. 
and uh you know it's just it, it bothers it bothers me greatly it bothers me greatly republicans you know they they want to present themselves as the high horses right? the right the noble people the peacemakers right where is their righteous indignation where is the fire in their heart where is is the the wherewithal and the the energy to be just as confrontational with these people as these people are being with them but to do it again in a righteous way, right? You can be confrontational with somebody and not have it be a bad thing. The, de the Democrats were wrong in their confrontations, again, against the other justices because they're, what they were asking, what they were pushing were meant to be character assassinations based on false information, right? Ted Cruz or, or anybody else asking Judge Jackson why she's been lenient on, on, on child predators, right? On people collecting child pornography. That is a valid question. That is a factual question. They are pointing to her record and they're saying, you did this, why? They're asking her, when does life begin? That is a relevant question, given that there are cases going to the Supreme Court that have to do with Roe versus Wade. What is a woman? That is relevant when you have cases popping up more and more when it comes to transgenderism in our society. That is relevant. And we shouldn't be ashamed of being confrontational about that. We shouldn't be ashamed or, or, or think, uh, think that it's below us to sit people down, look them in the eye, and demand answers on their on these particular topics. There's nothing wrong with that. And yet we have to pretend like there is. We have to pretend that we have to be nice and appeasing all the freaking time. You, you want to know why Trump was so beloved, and still, to a degree, is so beloved? It's because he's the first guy that really came along and punched Democrats right in the nuts. He said, screw that polite crap. Screw that polite crap. You guys want to hit me low, I'll hit you low. We can both play this game. The reason why he got so much traction is because America is filled with millions of people who got sick and damn tired of getting smacked in the back of the head over and over and over again. And the look to our elected representatives, we're told, well, just turn the other cheek. Give me a freaking break. Give me a break with that turn the other cheek shit. The only way for evil to truly win is for good men to do nothing. Right? That's the, that's the reality. Right? And doing the right thing, standing in the truth, means taking a risk. It means putting yourself out there. And it means being willing to both take the hits and throw some as well. Again, in a peacefully nonviolent manner. But it doesn't have to be polite. It doesn't have to be polite. You know, that's something that really grinds my gears when it comes to all this, at the very least. But uh, in other news, so Kamala Harris... You know, uh, I guess before I get into that, I have to make a confession. You, you know, I, in the overall grand scheme of things, I'm relatively new when it comes to politics, right? I've only been really getting into this last four years or so, right? So there's a lot that, you know, that I've I've yet to educate myself on. There's a lot that I want to learn. There's a lot that I want to get better on, 150%. But I am, I find it really hard to believe that there is anything that's happened historically in terms of politics or that will happen that would ever present an individual who is worse at politics than Kamala Harris. It is unbelievable how bad she is at all of this, at all of it. She, she, she had another, just, uh, just another amazing moment the other day. We just got to play the clip for you here. You probably might have already seen it at this point, but here we go. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. 
right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. What is she talking about? What is she talking about? Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like it's just, it, failing upwards isn't just maybe perhaps the biggest understatement of the century here when it comes to Kamala Harris, right? It's just the, the nonsensical ramblings. I mean, talk about art imitating life. Here's Michael Scott in the office. My philosophy is basically this, and this is something that I live by, and I always have, and I always will. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone, for any reason, ever, no matter what, no matter where, or who, or who you are with, or, or where you are going, or, or where you've been, ever, for any reason whatsoever. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way like an improv conversation N improvisation these are like virtually the same people they're the same people they're both complete idiots they have no idea what they're talking about at all you know i wouldn't hire kamala harris to sell stamps and yet we're supposed to believe that there's any justification for her being hired to fill the vice presidency of the united states good lord uh, you know, apparently, and uh, I'm not the only one who believes that. I mean, look to her own staff. She has lost 10 people, 10 major players in her staff since taking office 14 months ago. She's lost, uh, uh, let's let's see here. She's lost uh, her press secretary. She's lost uh, the director of uh, digital strategies, her director of advance, her, her communications director, her chief spokesman, her director of press operations, her deputy director of public engagement, her speech writing director, and her national security advisor. And, you know, apparently it's just been it's been coming out as well that uh, there are rumors that her virginity is uh, potentially interested in quitting as well. We'll have to see if Maybe she can hold on to that. I don't know, but uh, it's freaking. Hey, it's yeah. You, you got to be able to laugh because if you're if you're not laughing, you're crying when you're looking at these people. It is so unbelievably insane every freaking day. Um, but uh, in, in any event, guys, that is all the time that we have for you today. I am your host, as always, Joshua Stanko, and uh, saying stay safe, stay informed, guys, and God bless. We'll catch you next time.